Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly. Like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Ooh. You know what, Ed? What? You don't need a certificate. Thank goodness. That's right. Today's show is called You Don't Need a Certificate with David McClure. Do it. Or don't do it, but get on with it. Don't let not having a degree or certification get in the way of your greatness. As a matter of fact, there was a time when being certified wasn't necessarily a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is, if your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme, said Jiminy Cricket. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to take the next step toward their heart's desire today. When we take one step towards our desire... Our desire takes 1,000 steps toward us. And during the second segment, certified unity minister David McClure wakes wakes us up to extraordinary possibilities with today's daily word, which is awake. Wow. This is getting better by the second. I'm really excited for these three breaths. I know. Sometimes we try to complicate things too much. We think we need all sorts. That's why we think we need certificates, degrees in order to... Get things to even begin our dreams. Sometimes it can feel like, oh, man, how am I going to? I have this great inspired idea, but then this other voice comes in and says, yeah, but you can't do it until you get this and that and the other thing. And and uh, we've learned that that's just not true. Yeah, and then the words of a great, um, well, I guess primarily would be the, well, she was a mystic for several decades. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was often uh, singing and uh, bringing uh, the message the, the message to to us. So uh, I think you'll recognize her um, words. So should we just take a uh, breath to clear our mind? Yeah, we may have to let the, the cat out of the bag at the end. We uh, let yeah. him know who it is. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Should we do the real high IQ? Yeah. Isn't, this, isn't that how the, she used to do it? I don't know. All right, let's just see what happens. Okay, let's ready? take a breath to clear our mind. Ah, this is great news. It don't take too much IQ to see what God's trying to do for me. Ah, 
<laughs> you, you try it out, see how it feels. It don't take too much IQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to see what God's trying to do for me. Uh, it don't take too much IQ. To see what, what God's, God's trying, trying to, to do, do for me. me. Ah. All right, that's Aretha, Aretha Franklin, if you didn't catch it already from the how song could, Think. How, how could they not tell by how perfectly we... I we, know. we were along with that melody. The longer version was going to be, I don't need no psychiatrist, don't need no doctors with degrees. It don't take too much IQ to see what God's trying to do for me. And that's kind of what this show is all about. Yeah. Is like, uh, the great Mike Dugan said, no one's too dumb. There's a lot of people too smart to get this stuff, but no one's too dumb to that get this stuff. That is true. No one is too dumb. That's why. These principles and this way of seeing things and living really is an equal opportunity employer. Anyone can employ these things, and we do employ these principles, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously, every day. And when we do, doors open that uh, cause, I guess you might call it common, not in the common sense of the day might say it's impossible. But with these, practicing these principles, and th- uh, we realize that nothing is impossible. That's right. Not only are you not too dumb, but they were also not too old, not too young. That's right. Not too anything. Those twos are just. Yeah, that's right. They're just excuses I'm making because I'm a little bit intimidated by my heart's desire. That's right. Daryl was once uh, invited for a, which uh, for a job that he did what sixteen years of producing segments for. Uh, CNN local news with no prior experience, <laughs> not even knowing he was even going there to apply for that job. That's right. And the the guy said, you'd make a great, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I'm in between jobs. And I told him what I would, was just doing. And he said, you know what? You'd make a great production coordinator. And, yes. I, and I said, what's a production coordinator? And he says, you know, you oversee the shows, you direct some of them. Right. And I said, all right. That's right. Yeah, and the same thing happened for me. I ended up becoming an inclusion specialist for 13 years. I wasn't even applying for that job. And they said, well, what do you think about this other job we we just opened up? And we haven't even put it up, uh, you know, as the person just retired this morning. And what do you think about this? And then for 13 years, I became an inclusion specialist, which is another thing. Some people will go to school to get that uh, certificate, uh, certification credential to do that. And I did not have that. And I did it for quite a while. Even the kids I'm working with now, I don't really have the credential to <laughs> between you and I. Well, no, I hear you. Particular kind of student, but they know they thought you'd be great at this. So when and when you're following your heart and doing the things that keep you in creative and enthusiastic, I think people see who you really are because it's flowing out, and that and that's what they're attracted to. Yeah, well, the qualifications um, are exposed through our consciousness. Yes, because. Later on, after being at that job for several years, there was an opening. Yes. And some people were interested in the position. So I go, well, let me see what the qualifications are. And I didn't qualify. If I had to apply for the job I was in at that time, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be considered like for even an interview. Right. Because I didn't have uh, the degrees that were necessary according to the application process. So we're just saying when you're just 
when you're living with an expectant heart, and it's funny how that that is actually, we hear that a lot, especially in Catholicism, having right. an expectant heart, but it's always shared with, it never feels like what the words mean. Have you noticed that? Right. Yeah. Have, often that is the case. Have an expectant heart, whatever you do. And I'm like, oh, that does not feel good. But, right. but what the words mean are good. It means always expect that something good is right around the corner. Right. That anything good is possible. Yes. And that's really the definition of faith, which my favorite definition came from an issue of the Daily Word, where it said, faith is joyful expectancy. That's right. And living with this expectant, this joyful expectancy, anything good is possible. Yes, yes. And uh, so uh, Alan Cohen, in a, in a book called A Deep Breath of Life, which we read every morning as part of our morning routine, we recommend a morning routine, which includes inspired reading, um, some form of just meditation, sitting, breathing, relaxing, letting your focus soften and just uh, maybe set a timer, three minutes, seven minutes, 17 minutes like I do now. And, uh, you know, you let your thoughts wander and then they start to get in harmony with God. You Then you can start directing them. You know, they get in harmony with who we really are and we start to feel inspired and yeah. get some new thoughts start to come through. Well, it's like our mind now starts tuning in to the rhythm, you know, the positive stream of the universe. Yeah, and then it almost start. Then it, we start even. I could feel my thoughts starting to, like, naturally get carried away into a more enthusiastic um, way of thinking. Yeah, and you can't really just will it to happen. No, that's why meditation is about relaxing, softening our focus. To withdrawing our focus from whatever things we've been thinking about. It's not that we try to stop our mind, but we just right. take the like that intent, that intention, that focus off of it for and just breathe. Yes. And then those thoughts that we've been thinking start to slow down, and then we get back in touch with who we are, and we can start consciously directing our because they naturally start getting pulled, like you said, in the stream yes. of harmony. And then we can start directing them and inserting some affirmative thoughts, which is the last part of the morning routine, some form of affirmative prayer. Affirmative thinking, write down an affirmative to-do list, write down any thoughts that occurred to you while you're meditating or reading that are inspiring for the day. And so if you want to add any of the books we read to your morning routine or to what you read throughout the day, there's a reading list at DarylAndEd.com. makes it easy to find these books. This book is called A Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen, who was a guest on our show in the past. And he's funny because he's talking about how whales every year come to this specific place in Maui to um, Lahaina. Yeah, so they, they they sing their songs, they give birth, they play, they mate, but then they go thousands of miles away, but somehow they still find their way back, three or 4,000 miles in each direction, and then they pinpoint the same exact tiny basin in the middle of the huge ocean. So, well, you know, our rational mind couldn't figure out how could that even be possible, but there's something within them that knows and they trust that guidance, you know? So he says, yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, if you spun either one of us around 10 times in downtown Culver City, it would take a while for us to figure out our way home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it says, to me, this is compelling proof that the great spirit has imbued all creatures with the wisdom to be in the right place at the right time. The blueprint of our destiny is etched deep into our psyche along with the guidance to achieve it. As spiritual beings, we have the capacity to find the place in life where we feel most at home. Each of us has a right living situation, relationship, career, and spiritual path that our internal guidance system will show us if we relax and cooperate. 
We don't have to add any intelligence. We just need to let go of all thoughts and activities that obscure our innate knowledge. And he says, I give my life to God to guide me today. You know what? This is really true, though. When we're relaxed, the answer comes. Regardless, yes. regardless of what the answer is that I am in need of at any time, yes. when I allow my mind to switch from panicking over how am I going to figure this out to, okay, it's not time to panic. It's time to relax. And just recently I did a meditation at Unity and I got it from Ed bringing up the fact that when, you know, scientific studies of the brain show that when we're frightened and concerned, the brain right. constricts. And when the brain constricts, the signals, they, they can't, they can't, it can't operate properly. That's right. It's shut. It's, it's constricted. That's right. But when we relax and you could just do it with three breaths. The mind, I imagine, starting to open in these times where I feel myself starting to get concerned. I imagine it blooming like a rose and knowing God will guide me. God knows which way to go in this situation. And I may not instantaneously get a specific answer, but I'll just now be free from the concern enough to just do the next right thing, the next yes. indicated action. But the answer always comes. And there's a saying among, I can't believe we're having David on, who's from the um, Washington State, because yes. the Indians, uh, I don't know the tribe off the top of my head, but there's a story about the Indians would share, if you get lost in the, if you lose your way in the forest, don't panic about losing your way. Right. Because the forest knows the way out. Right. Meaning if I relax, the yes. forest itself will guide me to safety. Right. It's such a wonderful way to live, isn't it? Should I read these? It even says it in the Bible that the rocks themselves will sing yes. praises. And yeah, there's, there's so many other cultures who really do understand that that's the truth. And it's true because one time, even in the Coast Guard, our training is when you're when you feel yourself starting to panic in the ocean, relax. Because if you relax, you will float. If yes. you panic, you will sink. It, it really works. It's These are principles. These aren't true because Daryl and Ed said they're true. They're not true even because Jesus said they're true. These principles are true regardless of who says they're true because they're principles. That's right. And the thing is, the, when, we, when we stay in fear, not only do are we like, keeping pushing against our good we're actually like oftentimes running in the opposite direction yes so that's why we in a lot of the things that we talk about is about treating the concern yes first. get rid of the concern trust that all is well trust that it all is working out in our favor in ways that we know not of just relax and and like you said the the mind will start oh. to bloom and then we start to have inspired ideas yes. and so it's just like MFS Fox says too. We take our foot off the hose of our good. Yes. We don't realize when we're afraid, we're pushing down with our weight, even if it seems like. That's why it comes down to like you don't necessarily need a certificate to do things. No. If you just embark and do the do be yourself and do the things that inspire you, it's amazing what doors will open in a much more easy, fun, exciting, inspiring way than if you. Oh, I'm afraid I'm not good enough unless I get this degree. I'm afraid I won't be able to do it. 
if you get guided and somehow you end up in some program and it's easy and it's fun, that's one thing. But a lot of times we do it out of a sense of inferiority or that our good can't come to us unless, or we're not good enough unless we have that certification or what have you. And then you know a lot of people with a bunch of certifications behind their name. And, and you know, I got news for you. It doesn't, it doesn't improve. Um, I don't think that improves the quality of your life or, you know, again, unless it's in the flow of who you are. But doing it out of fear and trying to prove yourself by putting these things behind your name doesn't equal necessarily what you're looking for well it doesn't necessarily give you the confidence that you're looking for yeah which is going with faith you know another thing another thing to think of too on our minds and when we get worried there's silly little prayers that really help and they help because the silliness sneaks right past the the reasoning part of my mind that's saying this is serious i gotta find that now you don't understand and um Sister Tecla, one of the nuns at the uh, Daughters of uh, St. Paul, yeah, she uh, would always say when something was missing, and I've adopted this, and it works every time. Yep. And it's when something's missing, it could be even my wife, if she missed, Lori misplaces her car keys, which she often does, I tell her, just put them in the same spot. This morning, she was looking for her car keys again. Right. So I said, well, just don't look. Where you've put them in the past, <laughs> <laughs> but well, but the silly little prayer that works every time, and I challenge you to try it next time you're freaking out because something is seems to be missing. Right. It's Tony. Tony, turn around. Something's lost and must be found. And the Tony. Tony that Sister Tecla's speaking yeah. of is. St. Anthony. St. Anthony. And the version I use, I always just say the angels will help us find it. Yes. And whatever, because I think in both cases, what it's doing is relaxing. And I was just talking to my son about this because he was looking for a pair of shorts. He didn't know where they were. And I said, the angels are going to help us find these. Yes. So then I walked straight to the back of the house, into the laundry room, and they were hanging on this door. He had been looking around in in a place they never would be. But for some reason, I just walked back there, looked up, and there they were. It's every time. And uh, so... uh, but what I told him is what it does for me, one thing that these little sayings do is I start looking and knowing that it exists. Yes. See, when, when we get afraid and we think we've lost something, we start looking for it as if it doesn't exist. It's so like, for me, I look at it, I laugh at how I think it's so rational, but my mind is actually believing that somehow like it disintegrated or it's gone. And then I'm trying to look at it from that place that it doesn't exist. I'm never going to find yeah, it. Yeah. And that doesn't work. And the same thing goes for like uh, a lot of times when we push ourselves to get into programs and things like this, if we do it from a place that we're not good enough and we rush into it, and we think desperately we have to do it. This is the thing that's going to make me someone. It backfires in so many ways. It, yeah, this yeah. is amazing because this is true with everything. Like you just said right there, because the key to moving in the direction of our heart's desire, the first question I need to ask myself in any situation, and my heart's desire can be the desire to pick a, a restaurant to go to. Right. I mean, we're talking whatever that heart's desire is in the moment. We're living right, it. Right. And the first thing I need to do, and this could be a big desire, little desire, everyday decision desire, whatever the desire is that is necessary at the moment. Yes. The first thing I got to do is ask myself, what do I want? So we most of the time people, if you ask, what do you want? Because uh, I've been asked this when I, I was agree. younger. I'm with you there. And people go, well, what do you want? I go, uh, I don't know. Right. So first of all, we got to realize, and if it's something that's lost, we know, okay, what do I want? 
well, I want to find this. Yes. And the tendency, though, this is what we. This is why it's good that we're bringing this up because usually when I ask myself what it is I want, instead of getting excited about what I want, my mind will start coming up with reasons about why I can't have what I want. Yes. And that is the thing that we need to avoid because what happens is when I start listening to those voices, those are the voices when it's something, you know, for a job position or even a creative, we want to start pursuing a creative endeavor or, you know, get involved in anything. I mean, let's just say real estate, right? You know, I had no education in real estate, but years ago I bought, you know, several different properties on the East coast without any real education, but I had, you know, a good friend encouraging me, like, you don't need a degree to do this. And he practiced the same things. Yes, but if I, of myself, the tendency with any of these things, if I'm not doing a morning routine and I'm not grounded in this new faithful way of living is, oh, I can't do that unless I go to one of these seminars. Right. And the problem with seminars is they fill my head with problems and obstacles that I was better off not being made aware of. Right. And a lot of the things that I have accomplished in my life, when I go back down at like, I just saw a video, I shared it with Ed, a video of boot camp for the Coast Guard. Right. Now I went through the boot camp for Coast Guard. Right. And I was in the Coast Guard for many years, even when we met my met the guest here who's coming on in the next five minutes. Right. David McClure in Honolulu. Right. But here's the thing. I watched these because now it's on YouTube. And I told Ed, I said, thank God these videos were not available when I decided to join the Coast Guard. Because looking at those videos now, my mind is going, there's no way. There's no way I could do that. And it just goes to show us sometimes ignorant. Well, I'm going to say not sometimes. I'm going to say ignorance is bliss when you're ignorant of your limitations. Yes. Yes. That's awesome, man. I love that. By the way, we got a shout out on the Facebook Live from Rick Bernard. These guys know their stuff. Rick is out there. Sue Hodgson, Andrew Smith. If you ever want to join us on Thursdays when we're recording these shows, uh, these podcasts on our Facebook Live, on our Facebook fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time for now is when we record them. Um, we got to invite Rick Bernard. If you're ever in Culver City on a Friday at noon, come to Unity of the West Side and join in on in that 20-minute guided meditation. It'd be great to see you. Well, this goes right with what you just said, and then we can read Charles Fillmore's words. But Emmett Fox on July 3rd has a reading called Your Heart's Desire around the year with Emmett Fox. He says, But how is one to find his true place in life? Is there any means whereby you may discover what it really is that God wishes you to do? The answer is divinely simple. Already from time to time, God himself has whispered into your heart just that very wonderful thing. Nothing less than what is called your heart's desire. The most secret wish that lies at the bottom of your heart, that is just the very thing that God is wishing you to do or be for him. And the birth of that wish in your soul was the voice of God himself telling you to arise and come up higher because he has need of you. That's amazing. That's why I like what you said. The thing is, we're not saying don't pursue your desires. We're just saying leave open the how it will come about. Yes, like honor yourself as already being there feel what it feels like and you might even realize you're doing you're already more of it than you think you're already doing you want to be of service to people 
you're probably either already doing it, which is probably true, and there's already going to probably an opportunity right in front of you to do this thing that is may seem too small, but nothing's too big and too small. And in fact, when we take care of the small things, the big things take care of themselves. Yes, it's the difference, which I never really knew what people meant by this, but it's the difference bet- until now, and I'll share it with you, the difference between living in the problem and living in the solution. Yes. And living in the problem is when I have a desire that I'm really enthusiastic about, but instead of thinking about how would it feel if this desire was already made manifest, yes. I'm thinking about how am I going to make this happen? That's yes. living in the problem. That's right. When you start asking yourself, well, how am I going to make this happen? How could I bring this about? Right. Your mind is going to start coming up with the obstacles that you're going to need to overcome to bring it about. But that's not the way Jesus or any of these mystics, any of them, right. say how to achieve your goal, your heart's desire. Right. They say, ask yourself, how would it feel if my book was already done? How right. would it feel if I was acting in that Broadway play? Yes. How would it feel if I was singing on stage? Yes. You know, whatever it is. And that feeling, your mind and your emotions will respond They'll answer you back, and that's the God in you that's cheering you on. Stay in that while you're going about your business. That's right. And that feeling is what will bring about your heart's desire. You will be led. Things will be attracted to you. You will be drawn towards certain things. The right people will show up at the right time. That's living in the answer. Yeah, they say pray. The moment, like Fillmore said, the moment you pray, you should be giving thanks at that same moment. Because the Bible says, before you even ask, God, the universe, life has already responded. Our yes. job is to harm, joyously let it in. We can read Fillmore after the break. Yes. Rick Barnard has some wisdom for us. He says, fine wine came about in just that way, organically. <laughs> he also says, when I took on the invisible maniac, I had to turn it over to the angels. He was in a movie called Invisible Maniac. That's folks. right. That's right. Well, thank you for that wisdom, Rick Barnard, the world-renowned actor. One of the best mustaches in Hollywood, I believe. Uh, Insider Magazine once was quoted. Burt Reynolds was jealous. Burt Reynolds was jealous. Um, yeah, once climbed through his window at night just to get an eye on his grooming products for his mustache. Oh, yeah, and Tom Selleck actually challenged Rick Bernard to uh, take it outside at a bar in Waikiki because of the battle of the stashes. Yes, good old-fashioned fisticuffs. Rick Bernard noted he's also a model. All right. Well, coming up next, certified unity minister David McClure wakes us up to extraordinary possibilities with today's daily word, awake. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called You Don't Need a Certificate. 
with David McClure, who's coming up in just a moment. Daryl, we already been talking about these words from Charles Fillmore, so why don't you read that card to to us real quick? Well, this is these are called shining words, and these affirmations were chosen for the display in the lobby of the administration building at Unity Village. We've seen them, actually. Yeah, because they were the favorite affirmations of Charles Fillmore. Yes. And you, you could get this card. I'm sure you could request it at uh, Unity by sending them a letter or emailing them. It's called shining words. They come on a card. On one side, they're in English. On the other side, they're in Spanish. All right. And I read them every morning. Wow. You're not cheap. No, and here they are, folks. Because these shining words will keep your mind open and your heart open and your confidence high. Yes. And here they go. The joy of the Lord is your strength. God in me is infinite wisdom. He shows me what to do. In all ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Not can disturb me, for Christ is my peace and my poise. All things work together for good. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Faith is the strength of the soul inside, and lost is the man without it. The greatest teaching ever given is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, finally, God is my help in every need. What and right down there. And I wrote at the bottom, my favorite shining words of affirmation are, wow, this stuff really works. Yes. And I use that. I imagine myself having already been through my desire. And it could be, how would it feel if this problem were already solved? Yes. How would it feel if everyone in the situation were full of love for each other? Right. And not discordant. And I see myself calling Ed or calling uh, another one of our friends and saying, you're not going to believe it, Ed. Wow, this stuff really works. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, the thought, the thought that maybe we should read this when we get to the daily okay. word. But I was just going to say the thought that kept coming through my head when we were talking earlier and now is don't make the game hard. I have to remind myself that. Like, we get what we believe. If we, if we believe that life is hard and we have to struggle, then, then that, that is what we get. We build a wall and then we climb over it. But we're the one building it with our thoughts and beliefs. So... We might want to ask ourselves, where did I get the belief that life has to be hard? I have to struggle to get there. I, I, I saw someone post something. Uh, this person I went to school with was like, oh, she just finished. This person just finished their doctorate, Ph.D. in something, right? Yeah. And they're like, for years, I've, for five years, it took me to get this. And I'm crying over these words oh. and revisiting. Who am I going to be now that I've uh, finished this? I'm so used to it. It's like, I was, it just made me think, like, where did humans get the idea that there's some virtue in crying over typing words it's like that is not the way god works unless that's the way we think god should work and but we, we don't have to do it that way well if she thought it was hard crying over words she should visit coast guard boot camp yes exactly <laughs> we don't often realize that our words are boomerang oftentimes i don't I'm, I'm when i'm so used to thinking and seeing things a certain way that the only reason I'm getting those experiences is because they're reflecting back yes. to me what I've been believing, and I can change those beliefs. That is what is powerful because God is, never stops being generous, loving, kind, wants us to shine now, not later, not four years from now, not two years from now, whatever, not having to fork out all this loot. Shine now and then see what happens. Okay, so thank, let's thank our listeners. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, if you want to send us something, parcel post, funniest thing. 
P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We did get something in the mail this week. You can check out our website at DarylNed.com. Everything that we do is there. It's free. We don't even harvest emails. There's a nope. reading list there. There's a contact form. You can send us an email there or at our Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed fan page on Facebook. You can message us there or even on Instagram at Daryl and Ed. All right, we want to thank our chief engineer, Jeff Comfort. Handsome guy. He's the heart and soul of Unity Online Radio. And each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. Shout out to the prayer line, which is also known as Silent Unity. 1-800-NOW-PRAY. I guess it's just 800-NOW-PRAY. 800-669-7729. They have an app, the letter U, the word pray. It's a great way to remind yourself you don't need a certificate to feel joy and satisfaction and success. In fact, when you feel these things first, feel yourself these things yes. first, then all manner of doors will open up in ways that we, we are totally unexpected. And you'll say, funniest thing, or you'll say what Daryl's favorite words are. Wow, this stuff really works. <laughs> That really works. Yes, and the, the next part segment of our show is the Daily Words segment. Um, we have a friend of ours who was one of the key figures in getting Daryl started in this stuff back in Hawaii. Well, he got me hooked. Yeah, he was like a, the dope dealer at the Unity, a, a diamond head. Well, he was the dope dealer of hope. The dope, yes, and you were the dope. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, our favorite one of our one of our favorite Unity ministers, David McClure, is here with us today. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. You guys, uh, um, Daryl certainly wasn't a dope. He was uh, he was a receptive channel through which uh, truth would uh, come into play. Uh, not only for his life, but uh, all the lives he continues to touch, yours included, and, yes. and he just keeps on keeping on. That is so, exactly right. Great to be back with you guys. That's yeah, right. and I'll be forever grateful for stumbling into uh, Unity at Diamond Head in Hawaii, Unity of Hawaii, and you happened to be the minister there. You were probably only about 23, because that was 35 years ago. But uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, Sal, um, just give us a quick update. What have you been up to up in the? And we know you're in Washington. What are you? What are you doing up there? Well, um, uh, I'm supposed to be retired, but I don't have any retirement credentials. So uh, <laughs> they keep calling on me to uh, speak uh, both at the uh, Unity Church um, in the southern part of Spokane and also on in the northern church as well so i'm still speaking about two or three sundays a month wow and wow. i'm teaching a zoom class uh once a week um uh, we're we're doing a book study right now on a book called um heart minded by sarah blondin and mm. it's all about what you guys have been talking about of tuning into your um your inner self and knowing that um Anything and everything you ever could dream of is already there. It's already in, in existence, and you simply have to say yes to it. So, I'm uh, I'm just uh, enjoying life one day at a time and, and enjoying uh, being uh, still a part of the Unity family. Oh, fantastic! And we're enjoying the fact that you're still doing what you're doing. Also, you know. I was going to read this at the, earlier in the show, but David, yesterday we received a brick of. Um, from a fan, actually, he's actually turns out to have been a guest on our show. He's from Germany. His name's Kirk Chelson. 
But he found on eBay a brick of um, Daily Words from 1965 to 1966. And he yeah. bought them for us back when it was 20 cents an issue. And uh, <laughs> listen to this from Monday, June 7th, 1965. It says, God's law of increase is constantly active in my life and affairs, and I am bountifully prospered. Because it goes right with this show. This is why you don't need a certificate. And this is why if you need a certificate, you, it will come to you in the most amazing way. Delightful or, way, In a yes. delightful way. <laughs> and you'll feel not that you, it's, it's just reflecting more of who you are, not making you more of who you are. So... He says, I'm a child of God, or whoever wrote this said, I'm a child of God, heir to his riches. It is not God's will that I lack any good thing. His will for me is always prosperity and success. His will for me is abundant supply of all that I need to make my life happy, secure, and complete. God's supply is not limited to time or place. Whenever there is a need, God is the instant, constant source of my supply. As children of God, we inherit the rich ideas of the mind of God. Prosperity is but man's acceptance and appropriation of that which has always existed as his own. We need to know that we are rich because our Father God is rich and does not withhold any good. We need to know that God blesses us with abundant supply in the form of new ideas, and as we use these ideas, our supply is brought forth. We need to know that God's law of increase is constantly active in our life and affairs, and we are richly and bountifully prospered. And then from 1 Timothy 6.17, it says, Have their, have their hopes set on God who giveth, as richly, uh, giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Ah, that's beautiful. So uh, it seems like on when we texted you, also you're talking about that class and how synchronous the synchronicity of this all coming together. Um, yeah, because we just yeah. had a, we just had a hunch to yes. reach out to you, and we sent you one request, and you immediately responded, and. Then shortly after that, the idea for what the topic of the show was going to be, mm-hmm. and then when we we we, we um, gave you the heads up on that, you were even like, "Oh my goodness, you're not going to believe it, guys." Well, you know, you were talking uh, in the first part of the program about Emmett Fox and Charles Fillmore and the credentials and that sort of thing, and the, the thought came to me that. Uh, you know, Emmett Fox uh, was speaking every Sunday at Carnegie Hall in New York City, uh, and uh, he decided that he wanted to be a unity minister. And so he um, he went and talked to Charles Fillmore about it. And Charles said, well, you could be a unity minister, but you have to go and take the training and get the credential. <laughs> <laughs> and Emmett Fox says, well, I'm already speaking to 5,000 people on Sunday morning. I don't think I need that credential. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, both of them are were itinerant preachers, kind of like you guys and, and I am. We just go around uh, speaking our, our truth and, and putting it out there, and people uh, listen and are inspired by it. So um, uh, I the, the synchronicity of you talking about Emmett Fox is that uh, – while he was speaking at uh, Carnegie Hall, um, my aunt uh, attended services there and uh, decided to, be, to transcribe his Sunday talks. And uh, they had shorthand back then, and she would um, uh, transcribe the talks, and then she'd type them up and send them out. And uh, one of the people she sent them out to was her sister, who happened to be my mother in Canada. Oh. And... Uh, 
it blew her away wow. and she started going to the unity church in toronto and that's how i got into unity at the age of six wow. so uh, uh i owe it all to and i talked to my my aunt hazel wow this is amazing job this so. is amazing because the reason how i met you <clears throat> it didn't just start with unity either it was uh, i met a, a the guy who became my mentor really was a chauffeur in hawaii and I know we yeah. joked about Tom Selleck at the end of the last segment with our friend who was watching on Facebook Live, but he actually was Tom Selleck's chauffeur when they were filming Magnum P.I. <laughs> during the 80s. Mm -hmm. And he, because I was in my cups looking for hope, I didn't know what I was looking for, but he suggested I check out uh, Emmett Fox. I was 23 years old, like, what is this? Oh, right, is this? right. And at that time, my idea of religion, I threw it out, you know, I threw the baby out with the bathwater just because of past experiences sure but i was willing enough to read emmett fox and i was reading these books he suggested and i couldn't get enough i was mm. like oh my goodness this makes sense to me this is this now is making sense out of religion as something practical that right. i could apply and it was through that that not only did he recommend i check out uh unity but also uh friend of mine in the military said you should check out Wednesday night. It started Dugan said you should check out Unity. They're right here in, in Waikiki when you get done with this uh, thing I was doing out to Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And while I was in Pearl Harbor, serendipitously, a petty officer there said, you know, you live in your station down in Waikiki. You should check out Unity of Hawaii on Wednesday night. They do a course in Miracles Talk. So my first introduction to unity was at one of your Course in Miracle talks. We mentioned this before on a Wednesday night. I never had, I never meditated before in my life, and before the, uh, and I thought it was something complicated and hard. But before you gave your class, you said, "Okay, we're just going to meditate." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what to do, but I'll sit here. You know, I'm yes, willing. Yes. I'm here." And you played music, and I'll never forget. It was Deep Breakfast. Um, that was this that was the cassette i believe and you started just walking my like telling talking like giving a guided meditation and david i had never up until that point in my life i had never felt that at peace and calm and safe mm. and high and i was like wow this is what the priests wow. have been talking about wow. this is what i've been holy cow and then you gave the talk and I was like, oh man, I want more. Whatever this is, whatever they're doing, <laughs> I want more. And uh, so it was through, my introduction was also an Emmett Fox introduction. I only wish that Mike Dugan, he was the chauffeur, were alive today so I could have told him about your aunt because that would have blown him away. Mm. You know, I heard the other day, uh, there was an interview with Eddie Murphy, you know, the comedian. Yes. And yep. they were one of the questions they asked them is what's your favorite book what what book uh uh is the one that you recommend to people and he says it's a book called make your life worthwhile by emmett fox whoa and i blew me away it was written in 1936 yeah and, wow um, so uh you should get eddie murphy on the your program out yes there yeah. Talk to him about that. Yes, that would be incredible. I actually have a copy of that book. 
It's it's right. a, it's a collection of Emmett Fox essays. I recommend it to anyone who's uh, new to Emmett Fox, like find and use your inner power yeah. or around the yeah. year with Emmett Fox, because these are short, like one to two, three page max essays. And any one of them will kick you upstairs. These are the type of books that you could just flip through during your day, whether you're feeling great or you're feeling a little off. Right. And the right reading will be the reading you end up on every time. I don't think I have that. I have to get that. Yeah, make your life worthwhile. You know, it's funny. I saw him talking to Jerry Seinfeld on the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and I had some sense about that, that, like, there's something about him that seemed like a piece that was beyond the, this world, you know, like the same kind of things that we That's talk true. about. So, yeah, there was something about his relax For all the things that he accomplished, you know, that and were accomplished through him, there was a certain mm -hmm. peacefulness and, like, a lightheartedness to the way he, or a thoughtfulness to the way he spoke that made me think, I wonder what this guy does to like maintain that because I mean he was the biggest yeah star in the world I would think at the, during his heyday definitely the biggest comedian yeah. but he like crossed over from comedian to just movie star star yeah so that's cool that is very and, cool. and uh, Daryl speaking of uh, Course in Miracles I'm speaking this Sunday at the Unity Spiritual Center here in Spokane and my topic is. Don't get even, get odd. <laughs> and uh, it's based on a uh, one of the lessons from A Course in Miracles that says, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, if, you, if you think you know why you're upset, then you're simply getting even with that thought. Right. But when you... Um, when you get odd, when you blow that up and, and realize that uh, there's nothing really to upset you, then you move past that and you move into the um, the comfort zone, as you guys call it, into mm. the truth. Yes. So, interesting. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Wow. Is it, do you guys put your uh, uh, talks online anywhere? Is there a place we can check these things out? Yeah. We, um, we, uh, they're at, uh, the the service here is at uh, ten o'clock um, West Coast time on Sundays, and it's on YouTube. Mm. Um, you just look for Unity Spiritual Center of Spokane. Wow! And uh, you can uh, tune in, be a part of our service. Oh, we'll definitely be doing that. Ed refers to a reading from uh, Lowell Fillmore about not getting even. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that. you got to yeah. share that because this is one of my favorites, too. It goes yeah. along exactly what what you're sharing on The Course in Miracles. Right. And his basic premise is that when we get even, we're literally taking ourselves, our vibration, our whole being down to the level of the offense. Of the offense. So like, visual, yeah. like the actual meaning of being even with it. And he's saying, we don't want to be even with that. Like you said, <laughs> we want to, we want to let go of that and transcend that and see things from the higher perspective, which is actually the accurate perspective of who we truly are. I love that. What you're, you're saying there that uh, we're never really, cause we think, Oh, you know, I see it with kids all the time. I work with kids and today they were all, these two kids were like, they're kind of like brother and sister, the way they act. And they, you know, they think they're mad cause you know, Victor's elbow bumped my backpack, but it was so clear that they were already, she was already in a right. salty mood, just looking for something to be salty about, yep. you know, and uh, we're all like that. And we, so the moment I, I, this is why Daryl and I recommend the morning routine and these practices, because none of us, I'm sure you would agree with this, David, if we don't have these practices, these readings, we will, we get hooked by things that are active in our consciousness and uh, where it's not just like, 
um, it's not just pure vir- virtue. The virtue is that we choose to use these practices and read these books and do things so that we can feel good again yes. and remember who we are. But it takes that effort exactly. of our will to choose to go in the direction of our good rather than this unconscious patterns. And, and they come up from within. And sometimes at the most inconvenient time, and we're like, what am I? I was feeling so good yesterday. But it, whatever, we have the tools, we apply them because there's nothing better than that high. Like you said, the comfort zone. I was just thinking about, about that when you're talking. I feel so good right now. And it's such a blessing that we, that I found these things, that we've all found these teachings. Yes. And we just go around sharing them because it's good for us. We're the first one that gets reminded when we teach these things about what's real. You know, after all we just talked about in the past few minutes, the title of your lesson is a good, quick affirmation and knock me out of that. Yeah. Like, I don't, wait, don't, Daryl. Don't get even, get odd. Oh, yes. Okay. Like it's a nice. Well, I've always felt this about you, too, that you're slightly left of center. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you guys are, are out of the box. Uh, you don't uh, just, uh, you know, give people um, ain't it awful and isn't this terrible and what's right. going on in the world. You come at it from the, the standpoint of a funny thing happened on my way to life today, and it's a little different than you have ever heard before. So you mm. guys are, um, if, if you'll pardon the expression, a little odd. You always have been. Well, thank you. And it's the best thing about you. Wow. Well, speaking of this whole, well, I don't know what we're speaking of other than I love talking to you. Um, <laughs> can we have the daily word now? Because time is slipping by. This is awesome. Okay. Well, you got it. Well, today is Thursday, July the 15th, 2021, mm-hmm. and the word for today is awake. Fully awake, I see clearly. Upon awakening, I face a day filled with infinite possibilities. I open my senses to the world around me, its sights, sounds, aromas, textures, and flavors. My world feels new, full of promise and potential. I feel as though anything is possible. I feel this way too as I awaken on my spiritual journey. I embark upon my spiritual path anew and open myself to a new experience of God, free from old ideas and preconceived notions that no longer serve me, unencumbered and free from old ways of thinking and feeling, I wander I wonder with an open mind, pray with an open heart, and feel my oneness with God anew. I am an awakened soul, and I'm open to extraordinary insights and new perspectives beginning this very moment. And our Bible quote for the day comes from the 57th Psalm, verse 8, Awake my soul. Beautiful. Wow. Where we go. Ah. What a, this is, that's such an amazing thing. Because uh, the last line of our description was certified unitist, unity minister David McClure wakes us up to extraordinary possibilities. And you did just that. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, We've got to wrap up the show right now, but well, we love you. Go ahead. We have a story here about David. Yeah, so don't hang up because we want you to hear the story. We're not sure if it's true, but it actually involves you and Daryl. Uh-oh. When David oh, okay. McClure, okay, Uh-oh. sit tight here. When David McClure was the minister at the Unity of Hawaii at Diamond Head, while Daryl was attending, he said to the congregation, Next week I plan to preach about the sin of lying. To help you understand my sermon, I want you to read Mark 17. The following Sunday, as he prepared to deliver his sermon, David McClure asked for a show of hands. He wanted to know how many had read Mark 17. 
Nearly every hand went up, especially Daryl, who was seated right in the front row. He's still craving that attention. <laughs> David McClure smiled right at Daryl, who lit up with pride and said, Mark has only 16 chapters. <laughs> I now proceed with my sermon on the sin of lying. <laughs> Curses, David, you got me. And, uh, oh, my God. I vaguely recall that. <laughs> we had a quick piece of mail from Penny Jarrett Ranson who said, Happy birthday, Daryl. A day late, I think. Thank you, Penny. Uh, we also want to thank Kirk Chelson for sending us that brick of uh, 1965 to 1966 Daily Words through eBay. Thank you, Kirk. He's a guest, oh. been a guest on the show. He practices this stuff. We love you. These are these are rolled gold. I can't wait to like read these. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in future episodes. Oh my gosh, look who's here! It's McFadden and Whitehead. Oh my God, boys, boys! This is a great show. It sure is. We love David McClure. Oh, why don't you sing along with us? God won't let nothing, nothing stand in our way. I want you to listen, listen to every word I say, every word I say. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. Moving, moving. <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the groove. Visit DarylNed.com. David McClure, we love you. To find easy links to everything we do. And thank you again for joining us on Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. We're on the move. Moving. Moving. Ain't no stopping us now. We got the groove. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 